Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. 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 Good morning, everybody. Today is Monday, February 19th, 2024. I'm your host, Ephraim Jr., and today we pulled Hoochie Woman. Hi, everybody. Oh, I cannot tell you how relieved I am to have put out the Strange Little Girls primer. We put out the Strange Little Girls primer yesterday. We are ankles deep in Strange Little Girls season. We are beginning. The water's rising. It's the beginning of a new age. I hope that you were able to listen to it. I hope you enjoyed it. It was a radio drama. It's a radio play. So if you haven't heard it, head over to the other feed, listen to it. And I apologize for not being here last week. Last week, Monday... A few days before that was my friend Maggie's birthday, and we spent the whole, you know, you know those girlies who do the whole weekend birthday? There's like a Thursday dinner, there's a Friday event, there's an all-day Saturday park thing, and an all-Saturday night movie thing. I just couldn't get it together. I just could not. But, you know, you only get a few besties in this life, and so you really got to rally. You really have to come through. So I apologize for not being here last week, but I'm here now, and the bag has called me a hoochie, (laughs) and that's fine, because... The bag is not wrong. Uh, <laughs> the bag is not wrong. Hoochie Woman is a song from Tori's 2005 album, The Beekeeper. This song is divisive. I would say some people love it, like myself. Some people maybe don't love it. I love that there is a song that exists in this planet, on this plane, in this lifetime that uses the word hoochie in the title. That. Our beloved Tori Amos is singing it. I love it. And I have a miss here on this song all the time. Whenever, in 2022-2023 tour, when she started Take to the Sky, there was something about the drum riff that made me think it was Hoochie Woman every fucking time. I really, really wanted to hear Hoochie Woman. So I'm happy that I pulled it. I strive to go to the level that Tori Amos, presumably, Tori Amos is the narrator. I wasn't thinking my head was in the book. She was writing a book at this time, piece by piece, her first memoir. I wasn't thinking. My head was in the book. His hands were on her everywhere. I saw his face. I dropped my coffee. He's cheating on me with a hoochie woman. But guess what? It doesn't go, it doesn't get worse. I strive to arrive at the level of unbotheredness that this narrator has in this song. The very next verse isn't about, I cried my eyes out. This is terrible. No, none of that. She says, I went to work. And the office girls were all burning their poetry. It wasn't good. In the neighborhood. Now they're all hoochie woman. He's fucking everybody. That's how I take it. And then finally, she resolves it by asserting her own power over him still. He called me up and said she has needs. I said you'll find them on Barney's fourth floor. That was the shoe the shoe floor. Okay. I remember looking at Barney's in 05. Like, what's on the fourth floor of Barney's? I can't. I'm sure it was the internet, right? We had the internet back then. I'm sure I looked it up on the internet, but I recall the fourth floor of Barney's was the shoe section, and I thought, that is a burn. Coming from Tori Amos, that is a burn. You know, noted shoe aficionado, aficionado, noted. That's a read. She has needs. Yeah, she needs some better shoes. Like, come on. She's so unbothered by this behavior because she knows that she brings home the bacon. She knows that she is a powerful woman, and that's what I mean. So... I'm going to tell you now, of course, because I'm in my hoochie woman era, you know, I'm in my goddess phase, whatever. I was having a really good January. I was having a really good February. And I got into a situationship, a confusing situationship with a person that 
I am really attracted to, of course. And some events that happened between us confused me a little bit. And I sort of let that derail my like Valentine's week, you know? I guess I had stars in my eyes. Not that I'm apologizing for it. I feel like it's okay to want something. It's okay to want a deeper connection with someone. That's okay. And I'm I'm comfortable admitting that that's what I would like. But it definitely became clear that that's not what this other person wanted. So I let it derail me for a few days. And I was just looking at my calendar and I said to myself, like, numerous days in a row, I can't write, I can't draw a heart on that day. It would be inauthentic and I wanted to be authentic and I just wasn't feeling happy or <laughs> just, I wasn't just, fe- I couldn't put a heart on the calendar for the 12th, 13th and the 14th, 15th and 16th, I got it back. But you know, he and I eventually had a conversation, which made me feel like a million dollars. It made me feel just like a million bucks. And I realized I had like a short glimpse into a window of behavior that I don't want to be a part of, which is letting anybody else in this entire world have control over my emotions. And that's what I'm getting from Hoochie Woman today. Her level of unbothered is the level that I would like to arrive at. And getting a cute little, cute little peek into a sadder version of myself or a version of myself that is a little bothered. It helps me to rejuvenate and to look again and realize that like, I'm okay when everything's not okay. I gotta be okay when everything's not okay. I have tools at my disposal. It's just really sometimes it can get difficult to pull yourself out of a funk. That's how I see it. You know, you put these tools in place so that when you are in a lower place, I think, that you can rely on things. And then sometimes what I've learned is like, sometimes you just, I overthink everything. I overthink. That's my curse. And sometimes just shutting out the constant monologue inside my head, sometimes shutting that out is the way I feel better. Like if I am just watching trash television or if I'm listening to a podcast that has a million episodes and I can just sort of listen again and again. My friend told me this horrible story that somehow her settings on her, all of her apps, her settings, they stopped autoplaying. So she knows it's like a setting on her phone that she can't figure out because all of the apps are, they're no longer autoplaying. So she'll watch an episode and it won't autoplay to the next one. And I considered like how maddening that would be because sometimes you just want to go horizontal on the couch. You just want to watch something and not, you don't even want to lift your hands. You just want to be taken care of. Netflix, I give you $10 a month to take care of me. Hulu, I don't give you any money. My sister pays for Hulu, but I pay 15 bucks for Paramount Plus, the worst app in the world. And you're not going to take care of me? I'm sorry. Sometimes you just need to be taken care of. So anyway, I've arrived at a place where I recognize that in those darker moments, I still need to figure out how to pull myself up immediately. Although I don't know, you know, I'm sitting here thinking like, does anybody have that ability? Like there are some girlies who are like, well, he doesn't want me. Well, fuck him, his loss. And I love those girlies. Teach me. If you're one of those girlies, teach me. But he was cute. I mean, he is cute. He's handsome. I really enjoyed the intimacy that we shared. And of course, I wanted more of it. Of course, I want more of it. I still want more. I still am existing in the present tense of wanting more. Give me more. I gotta get that more for myself, you know? Here we are in 2024 as I live and breathe. I don't know. What a time to be alive. Like the world has turned to shit. Hold on. I'm not going down that path. I'm going to take a sip of my iced coffee. Good morning. Delicious. Ugh, disgusting. I'm sorry. I'm an iced coffee girly and I always, why am I saying girly so much? I'm an iced coffee woman and I generally take it with soy milk or almond milk or oat milk 
or coconut milk, but I'm out of milks. I'm out of all milks right now. And so it's black and it's bitter. It's bitter. It's a bitter pill to swallow. So um, I hope that you had a wonderful week last week. I think Rosecrest is killing it. She really helped me get through Valentine's Day. If you didn't get a chance to listen to her Valentine's episode, go back and listen to it. Talking about self-love, talking about writing a love letter to yourself. It's just, it was really helpful to me in that moment. And I love hearing her talk about songs. I love hearing someone's perspective on Tori Amos. I love it. I really do. It's uh, what I've built the last eight years of my free time around. And for the foreseeable future, it's what the rest of my free time will be around. Because I want to get through this catalog. We got, we just started album six, technically. We just started album six. So that would say, oh, there's only 10 more albums to go. But we still have a few more episodes from album one, all of album two, and some from album three. So there's only so much time in this lifetime, and I need to get through it all. So we're really kicking ass on this season as far as keeping up with our schedule. If you haven't checked out the newly redesigned songs of TroyAmos.com, please do so. I'm very proud of it. You can search any song title and everything will come up from all of it. Anytime that song was mentioned in show notes, it'll come up. I'm very excited about it. Good stuff on the horizon. We have a Patreon mailing going out this week of something really cute that I hope everybody likes. But anyway, Hoochie Woman, you know what? Can we speak honestly here? Is this a safe space? Can we speak honestly about, you know, sexuality and emotions? Like if I look back on the last, I don't know, the last part of my life that I remember, I, I think I remember like, does every, is everybody do this? I remember like two year chunks of my life. Like I can remember very vividly, probably the last three or four years of my life. And then before that, I'm like, oh, what was I doing? It gets really fuzzy. It gets really hazy. And then th- th- that there's like four years that are hazy. And then, so that's like now eight years accumulated. And beyond that, I'm like, who is that girl? I don't even remember her. I don't remember what she was doing. I don't remember the clothes she wore. I don't remember even what jobs I had. It's just, it's hard to like focus in that far back. I feel like that's a product of age. And I feel like I have a better memory than most people. I feel like I remember a lot more than a lot of people, but still it gets fuzzy. So in the part of my life that I remember, I have given my heart freely to people that I love. And it has generally, I mean, I'm not talking friends here. Okay. I'm not talking about y'all and I'm not talking about the music. I'm talking about men. Of course, I'm talking about dudes. And so to the ones that I've loved, loved, you know, like loved, I've given my heart freely And I'm not embarrassed to say that because I feel like that is something that not everybody can do or does do. And more often than not, I've realized like it just kind of kicks me in the ass. Like it can floor me in a way that that's what this world and that's what this life is about, I think, is is loving people. I know we're talking about Hoochie Woman, but Alanis Morissette, You Owe Me Nothing in Return, that song I sometimes talk about where I love you and you don't owe me that love back. That I understand. I understand and I that's what I work through in therapy is like he owes me nothing, you know? We had beautiful moments together and in those moments of the intimacy and the love that I felt was there, like that I could exist in forever, like that kind of a moment. But this world is so like twisted and winding and day to day we all are going through our own battles. So genuinely, I recognize that the people I love don't owe me that love in return, sometimes can't give the love or reciprocate the love, and that's okay. And I'm and looking back on this last week and then the conversation that he and I had, which made me feel so much better about 
just myself as a person, I guess. It helped me to reframe. I don't know. I guess um, I guess what I'm working towards saying is that sometimes I, I there's, a, you know, a lot of there's people talk a lot of shit about compartmentalization. You know, people talk a lot of shit about it and it has done nothing but save my ass time and time again. You know, I'm a fan of compartmentalization. You can't fall in love with everybody that, I mean, this is for the single boys. You can't fall in love with every man that comes across your path. I figure like that must be what I'm here to work through in this lifetime because that's what keeps popping up again and again. You know, there's a million ways, a million kinds of love. There's a million ways to love. And I'm a big fan of just like, okay, this is my hoochie era. We are not going into the heart region. And then this is my heart era. It really has saved me. It really has made me feel like I have control over my life. It just helps me make sense of the world, maybe sense of my emotions, sense of like my day-to-day life. Can you believe it just started raining here in Los Angeles? What the fuck? There goes the evening. My mind is all over the place. I guess what I'm saying is I'm a proud hoochie. I'm a proud hoochie woman. I enjoy hoochie-dumb. I also enjoy heart-dumb. But I recognize that the two don't have to meet always. When they do meet, it's awesome. But when they don't meet, it's kind of a sanctuary also, you know? I think the gays understand this in a way. I don't know why. I don't know if that sounds silly, but I do think the gays understand that. I mean, we've been grindered to death to understand that sex doesn't have to be about love. And so I feel for this hoochie woman. I wonder what the hoochie woman is thinking. I wonder what the hoochie woman thinks. Is she in love with him too? So then he's just a dog playing with the heart of his love and then playing with a hoochie woman's heart? Or is she just a hoochie woman? Because that's another thing. You can brand someone something that they are absolutely not. You can just make an opinion or a decision or a rash judgment and and cast that upon someone else. Insofar as to say, like, this person I really love. Well, how much do you know about that person? And yes, we had really great intimacy, but how much do I know about that person? Not very much. So, like, Do I love the intimate feeling? Do I love the closeness of being with someone? If that's the case, then let it exist in that moment and let it exist as a source of energy in that moment, you know? But it's the winding, I guess I don't know how to separate love and sex. That's what I've learned is that I thought I did, but I don't. Oh, we're having discoveries on a Monday morning. Good morning. (laughs) Uh, Hi. Well, that was some candor. I'll work it out. My therapist broke up with me. He said that I was too hoochie for him as a client. No, he uh, his insurance changed, so I'm about to change therapists. I'm terrified. I don't know what to do. I'm scared. And also, you know, I'll be honest about something else too, because I'm on medical leave right now. My work is no longer paying for my medical benefits. And this made me realize this is what the United States, the United States wants healthcare to be tied to your workplace so that they can use it against you in order to keep you working. That's exactly what is happening to me right now. I have to pay for my own medical benefits, which are outrageous. So I'm treating, I'm treating medical right now like it's the club, like it's the hottest club in New York. The hottest club in New York is HealthNet. They got everything. They got vascular surgeons. They have dermatologists that will just check out your skin and all your prescriptions are free. I'm treating it like it's a club. What are you doing tonight? Going to the precinct? No, I'm going to the doctor. I already paid for it. I paid for it a lot. So I'm going to every doctor I can. I'm getting referrals for everything. I have a referral for a nutritionist. I'm very excited about that one. My friend Maggie was like, take notes. Tell me everything they tell you. <laughs> I'm like, you got it, girl. Um, but yeah, so 
I think we all need to be a little bit more aware of what this government is trying to do to us and what this government is doing to communities around the world. And that's a little sobering thought for a Monday, New Music Monday. Excited to share these tunes. I hope you're well. I'll be back. And you know what? Sex and love are not the same thing. And what I've learned here today is that I do kind of want them to be the same thing. I want them to be the same thing. Maybe I'm coming out of my hoochie era. It's not how it feels, though. That's not how it feels at all. It feels like I'm diving headfirst into my hoochie era. Who knows? Who knows? Isn't the big joke at the end of it all that we never figured anything out? You know, those old people who are like the oldest people in the world? You know, she's 107. Oldest lady in the world reveals the secret to life. And it's always some bullshit. Like, she ate three raw eggs every day for her entire life. Well, like, the ones... I get the ones. Like, we, she didn't have kids. She only kept dogs. I saw that one. She only had dogs her whole life. and, it, and then, But then the, the woman who ate, like, a half cup of vegetable oil every morning or whatever. I'm not doing that. Could you imagine living to be 120 anyway? I don't want to be 120. I'm sorry. No, thank you. If I were to live to be 120, I'm not even like that puts that's like a I, I almost stumbled and revealed my birth year. That would be 100 more years I'd have to live and I'm not ready for it. I'm just not ready for it. Who is God? Eventually it will all fade away. And I think that there will be a, I think that there will be a moment of clarity. I have to believe that there will be a moment of clarity. Um but I wonder sometimes if the cosmic joke isn't that we just don't figure anything out or that there is nothing to figure out or, I mean, there's something to figure out. You know, I feel like there is, of course, something operating on a different plane. But what if the cosmic joke is that this is, oh my God, I got Jack Nicholson for a second. Is this as good as it gets? Well, fuck. But it's not bad. As long as you keep your, I think your mental health in order, I think that it's not bad. And I really would like to continue to operate or try to continue to aspire to be this unbothered and to to allow people to have their space and allow people to offer me the love and affection that they can offer in the moment or that they can offer, you know, that you owe me nothing in return, that I'm parenting myself and that I'm loving myself enough that I'm full, you know, what a complicated life, what a complicated uh, set of circumstances to be a human being in physical form here today. So I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope you listen to our content. And I hope you keep up with Rose Cress, who I think is doing a bang up job and happy President's Day, everybody. Not that there's anyone to celebrate. You know what? Find an organization of color today. Find the CEO of that organization. No, you know what? I don't even know. Everything is trash. I can't even get behind that. No, because I work at an organization of color predominantly made up of people of color, but it's a top-down structure. It is like one person, the board makes the decision, and it just sort of filters down. There's not like a community, you know, communities of color are very equitable. If I've, I'm looking back to the Native American tribes, you know, I'm looking back to matriarchal societies, which, you know, Latin communities are often matriarchal societies, and there is a lot of uh, community dialogue in that kind of structure. Whereas American business, even you can't even find a president of an organization to get behind. You can't find a president at all to get behind. There's nobody to get behind. You have to get behind yourself. You know what? While you're behind yourself, slap your ass a little, you hoochie woman. All right. Bye.
as I break bones at home. 17 seconds of bar of soap. Red motor car, a country lane. Blood on the collar, do it all I can. As much as anyone 
shed my beard just so Manicure my nails Put on a skirt But at the end of the day I lost my way Don't make me have to hide Or explain What I am inside It's good enough for Nancy Good enough for Nancy. It's good enough for Nancy. Good enough for Nancy.
nobody clocks it Oh, oh You might be broke, but your spirit ain't Pants a little torn, but your heart ain't Oh, don't let these fools freeze you up It's you, it's you, it's you
I was. 
say, I think I might be lost. And I feel I might be lost. It's okay not feeling okay.
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.